Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. It is me and Nicole today and we're just chilling. Um, This is actually going to be an unscripted episode. The topic uh, is unplanned, so I didn't write anything out for this. So you just get to enjoy two people babbling on. Uh, Nicole, say hello. Hi. Now that you mentioned that it's unscripted, I wonder where you got that idea from. Yeah, she actually <laughs> gave me the idea just a couple of days ago and said, you should try something unscripted. I'm like, okay. And, and I said to call it unscripted or something like that. Yeah, anyways, so I was thinking <laughs> what the topic could be. Um, and I think because we both have experience in this, it'll be okay. Is what has playing piano taught me about fitness and the fitness industry and about our health? Um, so interesting topic we're both we're both musicians you are more um classically trained i guess you could say where i am not as classically trained but i am um improvisationally trained (laughs) self-trained self-trained i guess like i did still take piano lessons i just didn't go the formal route i stopped doing piano lessons after a couple years and i taught myself the rest but yeah we get we get two perspectives here so number one you know what I was thinking is when you start the piano, you you know nothing, obviously. Um, and it takes years and years and years, not just to develop the knowledge, but also to develop the foundation skills that you need to continue improving on. And the same goes for fitness. You don't just jump in knowing what you're doing and as an expert. It takes a long time of putting in the work day after day to develop the knowledge and the skills that you need to keep building on your fitness routine. That's very true. And I think that like you also need all those foundational years of knowledge uh, to build your technique. And I think that also maybe goes the same for fitness. I don't know. But um, I, you know, it's very hard to start out playing the piano by yourself with no guidance, like without Mm -hmm. a teacher, like, you can try to learn by yourself, maybe using some apps or something, but without a person there to guide you to tell you you're doing this wrong or, you know, just same same way how when you're exercising, you could be exercising with wrong form. In right. piano, you can do that too with your hands, with the way you're sitting and everything. So it's, it's like very important to have a teacher there in the first few years at least, like as you had, mm-hmm. to help you have that foundation and even as a piano teacher where I'm teaching students that are just starting piano for the first time, I feel like my job is so much harder and more like crucial than like if I was teaching students that, you know, were already like they have their foundations. I'm teaching them from level four or five or something. That's I feel like not as hard because they already know the foundations. Right. But to get the foundations in there and like you already know what you're comfortable with it. It takes some time and practice. I'm not going to say that having a teacher is essential, um, but it is definitely a, a big help in the in the process. Like I know a lot of people who are able to teach themselves. Like if you, there's so much information out there online, you can teach yourself whatever you want. The problem isn't the information; it's like the lack of organization and the lack of. Um, responsibility in a way and and 
yeah, there's just there's just so much information out there. Who really wants to go out there and filter through everything you can find on how to play the piano? Um, that's true. That's a, there's a lot, and people are going to give you contradicting information. Well, same thing goes for fitness. There's so much information out there. One person's telling you to do keto. One person's telling you to do carnivore diet. One person's telling you to work out in the 12 to 20 rep range if you want toned muscles, while another telling you that you need to work out in the three to five range and do strength training. Who do you listen to, right? That's That's not the problem. The problem isn't information. It's that Organizing and filtering through the information and understanding what's going to work for you proves to be a problem a lot of the time. And that's where the teacher comes in because the teacher has already got all that information, understands how it works. They've built up their own foundation over the years and years and maybe decades of training, and they've put it together in a simple way for you to understand. And the thing about that too is that the teacher likely also may have experience with like different you know ways of doing one thing right so like with one student maybe this technique works better but with another student they don't get that at all and they need a different technique so having that teacher there or trainer as a guide to see also what works best for you because everybody's different can be so helpful that you just also with all this like information overload not knowing what's going to work best for me and like it's kind of you get lost <laughs> right exactly also let's let's just jump into this because it reminded me about the topic procrastination because whether you're playing the piano learning an instrument whether you're doing schoolwork or whether it's fitness people are always going to procrastinate um, and it's it's a normal part of the process for some people they're just master procrastinators and that's that's okay that's fine i excel at that exactly um but there are methods to deal with it and the same methods apply to the piano apply to learning a musical instrument but also apply to fitness and i was talking to um, a client about this yesterday because she was she was looking to sign on to the program but she was scared about you know looking at it four weeks from now five weeks from now six weeks from now what if she plateaus what if she gives up what if it's just not the right thing for her and i said okay listen take a big deep breath when you're at work, uh, she works She works insurance. When you're at work and someone comes with a big, enormous task for you to do, what's the first thing you do? You don't just finish that enormous task. That's not how it works. It takes lots of time. Before you do anything, you have to sit there, look at the task, organize it into different steps that you need to take, organize those steps into different tasks as well, break everything down into small achievable steps and then you start working on each and every one every single day Um, for example let's say that you have to write an essay well you're not just writing an essay like you have to sit there before anything you have to brainstorm the topic you have to make an outline you have to do your research you have to cite your work you have to actually write out the content all that stuff is is small steps along the way small achievable steps Well, the same thing goes for playing the piano. When you're learning a new piece, you don't just learn it and play it. You have to sit there, uh, break it up into small sections. What section am I going to practice today? How am I going to play it with my fingers? Um, What hand am I going to learn at first? When am I going to connect them? How slow am I going to go? What point am I going to practice hands like doing a different rhythm? Whatever it is. The same thing also goes for fitness. 
And this is where people get a little bit overwhelmed because when they're looking at their fitness journey, they are imagining six weeks from now, eight weeks from now, 12 weeks from now, what am I going to look like? Am I really going to put in the work day after day? Well, don't worry about that. Take it one day at a time, one step at a time. It's not about what you're doing 12 weeks from now. It's about what you're doing today because today is what you can control. In the Bible, Jesus talks about uh, what good is it being anxious for tomorrow? For you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Sufficient is the day for its own troubles. Just worry about today. And so for my clients, I don't make them, I don't let them look one week ahead. Like they're able to see the week and what's ahead of them for the week, but that's it. They're not able to see the next month or the next two months or whatever that, because that's overwhelming. And especially for procrastinators, they don't need that much overwhelming information. They need what they need today. Today, the small achievable step, drink your water, eat your protein, hit your workout. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just focus on today. Check off your boxes. Feel good about it. And that compounds, that piles on because when you're taking it every day, one day at a time, you actually move somewhere without realizing it. That is very true. I think uh, as a master procrastinator, so I have some experience in this, (laughs) as an experienced procrastinator, I think that um, you bring up some very good points about breaking things down because I think one of the biggest reasons that I do procrastinate, for example, like an essay, is that I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to sit down and write this essay, like this whole like 10,000 gazillion page essay, where it's actually like 10 pages, but, um, and it's, it seems so overwhelming. Like, how am I going to sit down and write 10 pages? Because like, in my mind, I'm just expecting myself, like, if I'm going to sit down and work on this essay, I should know exactly how, what, like the words I'm going to write exactly, like how everything's going to go. And it has to be perfect that's like impossible to just sit down and write a 10 page essay just like that exactly (laughs) you need the steps you need the planning you need to break it down and of course when i do break these things down and i do make like smaller achieve more achievable goals i'm actually able to like progress and not try to get the whole thing done in like a few hours Mm -hmm. but rather i can take my time do it over a few days and i give myself time to even like brainstorm think back progress and I think even with exercise like it definitely can get overwhelming when you're trying to think like oh how am I supposed to you know reach this goal by this time like it can get overwhelming a lot of pressure rather I think for procrastinators as you mentioned that it's easier if you just take it one day at a time you know I'm gonna get there when I get there I'm gonna get to my goal however many pounds it is like that I'm trying to lose or whatever I'm trying to look like, I'm going to get there one day. And until then, I just do the exercises that I have now. And they're going to eventually lead me to where I want. Like what's the point of sitting there and looking at everything you have to do for the whole time until you get to your goal? That's overwhelming. That's overwhelming for me. It's overwhelming for everyone. If you think about every single task that you have to do, but If you're just taking it that one step at a time, one day at a time, baby steps is what I always say. Baby steps aren't a bad thing, especially when you're building the foundation. No baby was ever born and just got up and started walking and running and and running marathons. They do take baby steps. And when you're learning something new, that is what you have to do. It's baby steps along the way. And 
Um, like for example, for those of you who don't know, I'm currently in the process of writing a book, um, all about faith, fitness, health, what it means to be healthy according to the Bible. I don't just go in there and start writing a book. That's not what it is. I had to sit there and really brainstorm. What am I going to write about? What sections am I going to break this book up into? In each sec, in each section, what topic am I going to write about? In each topic, what examples and stories can I pull out of my own lives and the lives of my clients and the experiences that I've read and been exposed to that will that will reinforce the topic's main point? From there, how can I make a story and, and make and make a line that that really hits you know everything is broken up into small achievable steps because if they're not achievable and if they're not small enough that you feel like you can actually do this long term you're not going to be able to do it same thing goes for piano you know if you just give yourself an enormous task like learn this rondo well that's not a that's not achievable. You can't just learn this rondo in ten minutes. It takes so much time. You have a study um, in piano that how long did it take you to learn the study by uh, what is who's his name? Uh, Borkovich. Borkovich. Yeah. How long did it take you to learn that study? Number nine. Um, I honestly don't remember because it was a few years ago that I learned it, but maybe like a couple months. Like it took time, and the problem I think is that a lot of us we expect that if we're going to do something, we're going to like be like those pros. Like that we're going to, the first time we play basketball, we want to be like that pro athlete. The first time we play piano, we want to be like Evgeny Kisin, you know, like exactly. the like For famous For those who don't pianist. know, he is, yeah, he's quite famous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. but um, we expect to like already, like even me, like sometimes I'll hear like a piece and I'm like, wow, that is so beautiful. Like I want to play it. But then, like, I look at the notes and I'm like, mm, this is so much work. Like, I wish I could just play it just like that. Like, I just know it. But that's not possible to just mm-hmm. play the song, like, right away for the first time and know it. Even with the study that I had to spend months learning, you know, because it's a – especially when you do more challenging things, it will take more time, but it's more rewarding. It is. And it takes – like you said, it, ta- it takes time when you when you spent months learning it it's not like you just learned the piece and that's that there are steps along the way to perfection like to really mastering the art of the piece you don't just learn it and play it and your fingers do it and that's it that's it it takes it takes intentional work uh like your fingers really have to stress some notes and be light on other notes Mm -hmm. the same thing goes for your fitness your fitness isn't any different when you're putting down the basics fantastic but you don't master it in one year two years maybe it takes five maybe ten maybe your whole life is what it takes to master it that's okay but again don't focus on the big picture sometimes you just got to focus on those small achievable steps and keep putting in the work but it does take time to master something don't think that that when i was 16 years old and i started exercising i knew what i was doing and i could just uh, use my body weight to exercise whenever I wanted and to hit whatever body part I wanted, wherever I wanted. No, that took knowledge, a lot of learning, new new exercises, targeting new muscle groups, learning how to do it without weights, with weights, where it took, it took experience. I actually had to go and apply the information that I was learning. I couldn't just uh, know about it theoretically and not do anything. Like All this stuff took time to master but that goes for any discipline. You know, when you're learning something in school, 
you first go through elementary school, then you go through high school, then you go through your bachelor's, then you go through your master's. And then if you want to be an expert, you go through your PhD, right? That, how many years does that process take your whole life? Like by the time you're done your PhD, you're 30 something. That's because if you really want to master something, you have to continue taking the time and putting in the time and putting in the work day after day. And that's okay. You don't master something in a day. What's that? It's that there's a saying about that. It's like, I don't know what it is. but I, Yeah, I feel like there is a saying about that. I someone, can't remember. If, if, you, if you know the saying, please shoot me a text because yes, I can't we remember. We need to it. know. I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay, so my piano teacher always would tell me that when it comes to art, when it comes to music, it is unique in the sense that age you like you don't retire like age is never a limiting factor and the older you get the more experience you have the better you get so like at 90 you could be better than you were when you were 20 mm-hmm. because of all the ex- years of experience i mean assuming that you have been very consistent in your practice and your passion and you are healthy still <laughs> um do you think well i think with fitness obviously it's going to be a bit different but do you think that like you know just because you're a certain age like in your 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s and i can just keep going until we get to 100 but like do you think that those are limiting factors the older that you get or do you think that it can also have some kind of benefit well first of all i think that the earlier that you start the more advantages that you have um, for example, someone who who devotes their life to Christ from an early age has their whole life to serve him and to grow in their faith. So the more advantage, that, that gives a ton of more advantages. Um, but the earliest time you can possibly start is today. You can't go back in time. The earliest time you can start is right now. So get that head start. And age is not holding you back. I know some people maybe are listening. And like, I'm 40. I'm 48. I have back pain. I'm 50. I'm 55. But when we, we even heard somebody say they're 30, so oh they're too God. old. And- I, I, I was uh, at an event like last year maybe, and I was asking someone if he was interested in personal training, and he was like, no, man, I'm too old. I looked at this guy. He looks my age. I'm not 30, but like he looked my age. I'm like, how old are you, dude? He's like, I'm 31. I'm like, you think you're too old? My dad is currently double your age, double your age. And he's been exercising and losing weight. The other day I saw a video of, of a marathon runner at 100 years old, 100 years old marathon runner who was, who finished the marathon. And what's amazing is your muscle mass as a 30 year old is the same if you consistently exercise for your whole life as an 80 year old, it's the same amount of muscle mass. It's the, it's all there. But if you don't exercise, you are losing and losing and losing muscle every single year. And it, it, not just muscle, like you're losing health points. I don't know what you want to call them, but you literally- <laughs> Demerit points. <laughs> yeah, you're getting demerit points every single time. If you keep neglecting your health, then you are pushing the boundary lower and lower and lower and lower for when you're going to develop health problems and it's not going to look good. But if you do exercise, how many problems that solves for you? Even if, you, if you're if you exercising to lose weight and you don't see any results right now, just know that you're investing in your long-term health. 
And that long-term health is what's going to keep you around for your kids, for your grandkids to see what they do and what they become. It's not about the weight loss. Although like, don't get me wrong, it's nice. It's the same thing as like investing in, in, a, in a car or investing in a, in a, not in a car, in like real estate or in stocks or whatever. It takes time and sometimes you don't make any money in the short term. Take may take two years, three years and you may not make any money. But looking at it 20 or 30 years from now, if you keep putting in the work, wow, how much of an investment that you made. Because it's not like you just put $10 into the account and left it. It's like you're putting $10 every day into that account and it's growing. Compound interest. Compound interest. <laughs> but think like, you know, even with piano, like especially with that analogy kind of like the first five years of piano, they're going to be nothing like the next five years. Mm-hmm. They're going to be as in like if you've been playing, if you've been just starting piano for like three years, where you are in that third year and all that time, Imagine like when you have been playing piano already for 10 years, 15 years, how much better you'll be like to get to that level where people hear you and they're like, oh, now that's a pianist, you know, or like that's a person like, you know, this is their passion. This is their hobby. They're actually good at that. That will take many years. You can't just like play the piano for the first time and already be good at it. And I think that also with, exercise and fitness how you mentioned that like you really you're investing in your health in your health in the long term like when you're you know when you we become parents when you become a grandparent when you know you have all these different life circumstances happening you can have your health prepared for that and like it makes me think about how whenever I have the goal as an extrinsic goal, like, oh, I want to look like this or I want to lose this amount of weight by this time, like those are motivating, but I find that they're much more fleeting and I'm more likely to like give up or I'm more likely mm-hmm. to like, you know, okay, I reached that goal. Like I remember one time I reached the goal that I wanted to and I just, I'm like, okay, fingers crossed it stays like this. I don't need to exercise anymore, <laughs> which obviously didn't make any sense, yeah. but um, I think that when the goal becomes more intrinsic, you can speak more about this better well, than we'll, I we'll, can. We'll do but, a whole, yeah, a whole goal setting uh, podcast at a future date because we don't have too too much time left. But yeah, in a future date, we'll talk about the the importance of goal setting and the futility of goal setting. So that, that's that's coming up. Yeah, but keep going. Yeah, but I I think like when my focus is more on you know I want to be healthy as an investment for my future, like in my twenties, I want to be more consistent in my exercise. So my thirties are maybe easier. I won't have to like, you know, I think when bone density is changing, muscle mass is changing, you know, I can keep that muscle mass. I can be stronger. So then later when I go into my forties, after my thirties of being consistent in exercise, I can be even stronger. You know how many people actually, when they exercise, they look younger, they feel younger, they behave younger. There are so many people like that. And also when you don't exercise, you look older and feel older and and you feel like I had someone tell me the other day, they feel older than they actually are and that hurts. Um, but when you exercise, you feel younger than you actually are and it feels great. And I'm not saying like exercise is the golden ticket to the best life that you can get. But it's certainly a contributing factor. A big one. <laughs> and let's, last last thing I was just thinking about is repetition um, and failures. And when you're learning a new song on the piano, 
it takes so much repetition to actually be able to master that song and to be able to play it hands together, no problem. And you're going to make so many failures along the way. There's going to be mistakes and there's going to be uh, boo-boos or whatever you want to call them. And it does take failures. But once you keep putting in that work and once you keep repeating and once you just keep doing it day after day after day, keep repeating and keep, keep, keep going you actually learn and you perfect it. The same thing goes for uh, fitness. You know, there's a saying, you just got to put in the reps, just put in the reps, just keep going, repeat the, the, repeat the workouts, repeat the exercises. The first time you do them, they're going to suck. That's okay. The second time you do them, they probably still might suck. That's okay. But as you keep repeating and getting better and, and learning and growing and your brain understands, don't do this, do this. And it's putting that together. And, at the end of it, you're like, wow, how much I've improved. How many people I've heard this from? Um, new clients that start off and they've never exercised before and I give them the, their first program. It's a 20-minute workout. The first time they do it, it takes them up to an hour because they've never exercised before. And that's okay. That's okay. But as they continue doing it and repeating the workouts and learning and growing, it takes them less and less and less and less time. And I had a, a client not that long ago who had a breakthrough because these these workouts took her an hour and a half on average. And then not too long ago, I saw the workout took her 40 minutes. That She less than halved her time because she learned and repeated and grew and, 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 and excelled. You know, that's what it takes. It does take repetition. Just put in the reps. I just have one last short point to add on to what you're saying. Like, think about if you played the piano once, like every two weeks, if you exercise like once in a while, you're not going to get that progress. You're not going to like, you know, next time you do the exercise, you're going to forget what you did last time and you're not going to be any stronger, right? Because the consistency is also key when you're repeating, mm -hmm. you know, to do it very consistent, frequent, close to each other so that you're remember what you did last time and how you can improve this time and progress even more. Right. I think six 15 minute workouts every single day, like just doing one workout today, one workout tomorrow, six times a week, 15 minute workouts, putting in that consistency is better than doing one 90 minute workout once a week because there's a scale and I don't have a scale on me, but like if I'm pretending to draw it out, your body has an adaptation phase where a couple of days after you're stronger after you've recovered. But if you don't exercise when you're actually stronger, your body goes back down to homeostasis, back down to neutral and you, you're back where you started. So with exercise, you have to keep putting it in consistently because if you exercise once for 90 minutes at the beginning of the week, let's say two days later, three days later, you're recovered, you're stronger, but you still don't exercise. And then next week, it's been like seven days, you're going to just go back down and you're starting from the same place. But when you're doing it more consistently, three times a week, four times a week, five times a week, and you're giving your body time to recover and time to, to get stronger, you're coming in and getting stronger every time. That's what it is with consistency. Same thing with piano. You can call it muscle memory um, or whatever you want to call it. When you do it the day before, you remember it much better. You play it much better. And if you give yourself time to recover, wow, you're coming in much stronger. You're coming in and you're actually adapting.
Yeah, something clicks in the brain when like a, a, like a couple days after practicing. I don't know what it is, but it's just a couple of days later. It's so much easier. <laughs> exactly. But if you take two weeks between, you're going to forget everything. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed our our analogies on <laughs> how piano and fitness relate. And hey, listen, if you made it to, to this far in the episode, thank you. You're valued. You're appreciated. Um, if you don't know, I do have a bunch of free resources I can give. So you can either sign up in my mailing list, which I send health and fitness tips every single Tuesday. I do have a, uh, like many free PDFs, a free Facebook group. Whatever you need, I'm here to help. Or if you want to sign on to your exclusive one-on-one and group coaching with a Christian community that's willing to support you, you can also click the link in the application down below. All right, that's it for now. We'll join us next time on another episode of the Healthy Christian Project where we connect our faith to our purpose.